0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. And, of course, once again, this particular little podcast that we do here is courtesy of our friends at Revolutionary Clinics, now with two locations in both Somerville and in Cambridge. Revolutionary Clinics is where the patient comes first, and every Thursday night is education night. I'm sitting here at the Down the Road Brewery in Everett, Massachusetts with Eric Martin, Eric is a former professional football player although I guess he's still a technically a professional football player uh, up in the Canadian Football League you might remember him as a member of the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 49 yes that was the one that that guy I think his name was Malcolm Butler made that interception at the goal line that preserved the victory for the New England Patriots and I might add Eric is wearing his ring and, Eric, thank you so much for spending some time with me here.
1: Definitely. I appreciate you inviting me.
0: And, well, I appreciate your openness and your advocacy Definitely. for the cannabis industry.
1: Yes, I love it, man. I I always, I, I started this about a year and a half ago, and ever since then, I feel like it was the best decision I've made in terms of, you know, affecting people, you know, different, differently from the way I did when I played football, you know, instead of, you know, having people cheer for me you know, for, you know, just to win a game, I had people cheering for me because I changed their lives, you know, in a way, so. I
0: Isn't think- it amazing, by the way,
1: you've been around it, I've been around it now for
0: a while, And you know, the changes here in Massachusetts.
1: Yeah.
0: How many times have you heard, cannabis has changed my
1: life? A lot. Isn't a lot. it amazing? Yeah, way more than I've had heard prescriptions. That's <laughs> right, <laughs>
0: and, and of course, you've been in National Football League, uh, locker rooms. Yes. You've been in Canadian Football League locker rooms. Yes. They are controlled by Western medicine. Am I accurate? hundred percent. So it's very easy for them to um, go with uh, opioids for pain, Percocets, Vicodins, that sort of thing, correct? Yes. yes. How difficult must it be for you guys, now that you have the knowledge of knowing what those drugs can do for you, how do you balance the fact that, okay, I know the doctor from the team wants me to take this, but I know that's bad. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I know how to self-medicate, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. And are they able to let you just say, yep, I'll take care of it? Do they let you do that? Uh, or do they want you to take the pill?
1: No, nah, they, they give it to you. I mean, like, it's more, you don't ask for it. They just write the prescription and it's in your locker.
0: Yep. And,
1: uh, you know, you decide if you want to use it. And uh, for me... You know, I I tried not to. I did. I didn't. Um, majority of the, my cannabis use was anytime I needed it mentally. If I needed it mentally or physically, you know, if I was stressed because I was playing against you know the the best player in that position, you know, in the world, the season, yeah, I, in the
0: world, yes sir.
1: Yep. Yep. You know, you 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 build up a mental stress just on yourself. Just the same. Is any regular person going to work and stressed about whatever it is you know they they have to do so uh you know uh we stress about that but not only does that help mentally it helps physically it helps me relax it takes the stress off of my muscles because for one my body is my money maker you know it's different than any other job you know our body is where our is where we produce most of our money you know we got to use our heads but our bodies is if it, if it doesn't work, we don't play. So. <laughs> you,
0: you are preaching to the choir, my friend, yeah. because I know how important it is to keep playing, Exactly. not just football, mm. but whatever you can play when you get to be my age, yep. as yep. opposed to your age. You exactly. understand? Because I have horrible arthritis. Exactly. I've been carrying a medical card for three years, yep. and I have been using it medicinally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yes, I'll admit, even before I got my card, I used it <laughs> medicinally, Okay. <laughs> Safely. Exactly. Safely. Well, you know what? It's just like alcohol. Exactly. We're adults. You're yeah. supposed to be over 21. You're mm-hmm. supposed to use it in a uh, small form in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. It's like start slow, go go low, go start slow. Yeah. i got to get that slogan down better. Yeah. But anyway, you get it. Yeah. Uh, and it, whatever it takes to manage chronic pain. Now, as a football player, you live with chronic pain, especially yeah. during the season. Of course,
1: yeah. And you, And because you live with that stress in your head, it's hard to stay focused mentally on your object, on your objective during the game. So, whether you're worried about a play, whether you have a play that you have to remember or know, you know, during the game you're tired on top of having that chronic pain that you're thinking about right. that's in the back of your head. Yep. You got that on top of future pains that you're gonna develop during the game. Yep. And on top of that, you gotta think about the plays and you got to think about you know running to the ball, getting tired. Yep. So it just, oh, it's just all—it's a lot of factors that come in that cannabis can take out to to relax you, to ease your brain. So it's one of them things where you know before a game, you know, you
0: feel you you feel that you play better when it's in your system.
1: I did. I love that. Yeah, I played with it in my system a lot. So here's a <laughs> confession, okay? You're, you're how old? How old are you? I'm twenty-seven.
0: All right, I'm
1: 61,
0: and at age 17, I strained the medial collateral ligament in my right leg, Mm -hmm. and I had the trainer tape it so it was bent. I played soccer, not football, okay? Okay. All right, we'll get into that in a minute. (laughs) And I was in such pain, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to play in the game. Yeah. The doctor said you're not going to harm it anymore because I've locked it into this running position. Um, you know what I'm saying, yeah, right? Of course. Love tape, the tape lines. I used to get in fights with football guys at my high school on the tape line. I might have. <laughs> anyway, before the game, we snuck out and I got high. Mm-hmm. And I played one of the best games of my life. Because, and we all talk about this, oh, it feeds the creativity. Well, soccer is a creative game. You have to think about the plays and react, right? And you want it to be routine. But in soccer, it's creative. Mm -hmm. So I, now, by the way, it wasn't just me who felt like I played one of the best games. Okay, (laughs) I just want to make sure people out there know that. And I was a decent enough player. I played varsity soccer. I played college Mm -hmm. soccer. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I felt that way. So you feel like there is definitely a, a lift, your brain is sharper.
1: Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. And it's and it's kind of like when I did it. So I actually used to like just mess around. Like some games I would do it, some games I wouldn't, depending on who we played. Like if we played a better team, yep. I would do it. If we played a work, you know, if we played a. And I was with the Browns, so it was kind of... Tough to tell. Yeah, but it wasn't really tough to tell. We was on special teams. So, like, our special teams was really good when I played. So, Mm -hmm. like, more, it was more along the lines of, you know, if their special teams was good, then I would do it. If If the team wasn't that great and, you know, we wasn't in for a battle, then, you know, I wouldn't do it. And, you know, anytime I played a real tough game against a real physical player and I was high... I had some of the best games of my career, some of the more aggressive games, too, you know, there being go. more, playing more aggressive because, I don't know. The dopamine, yeah. dopamine in the brain, right? Yeah. I
0: That's what it feeds.
1: The, the natural, the, the na- being calm and playing hard is actually right. a great feeling. Yep. It's actually a great feeling. I, they
0: call it, you know, in basketball. A lot of times they talk about the zone. Sports psychologists yeah. talk about getting into that zone. Of course, um, and usually that's done through the adrenaline rush and through the, you know, the rush of the dopamine. And exactly. So we, you felt the same thing in the football field.
1: Exactly. Yep. And it, and it usually and it, and at first you're kind of like nervous about it because it's such a stigma around it. Like. I wasn't advocating at the time when I was doing it, so I felt like every time I did it, I had to be real sneaky and make sure I didn't, you know, smell and all that stuff before right. I came into the locker room. Right. So it was like more along the lines of, it was more along the lines, of, I was more nervous about people noticing than actually me going out and playing. Yeah. Because I knew I was going to play well on it but i knew i had to be had to keep it a secret before and I, even after the game when when my eyes is blush I red and they're redder than everybody else's <laughs> but they just think i'm tired that, <laughs> they don't we know all know I, that's so yeah, funny They don't know i've been peeled back the whole that's game right. you know playing hard but i played well
0: so you're so comfortable talking about this and i give i have so much respect for you because of that among other reasons um In this month's Sensi Magazine, I wrote an open letter to your former boss, Robert Kraft, Mm -hmm. who I, too, used to get checks from. They were a lot smaller than any football player, trust me. (laughs) But uh, the uh, CBD we've recognized in the cannabis industry Mm -hmm. is a natural Mm anti-inflammatory. There is a huge industry that's evolving now. Mm -hmm. Where CBD is being used in infused foods, yep. gummy bears, uh, caramels, um, the mass cannabis chefs are yep. cooking with it and infusing that. Uh, do you? First of all, did you like the letter I wrote to him? Do you, do you agree of with course, some of the things? Yes,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah. I like yeah, that. I appreciate that. That. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, I that. I appreciate. He has not responded yet. I just oh. want you to know. I won't put it by him that he will respond though, because
1: eventually, I feel like you know maybe he'll respond when the federal talk is becoming more so
0: one hundred percent we both get that the fact that cannabis is a schedule one drug yeah. now federally it's slowed the industry down so it has slowed the rollout the scientific research nothing, of it the whole nine yards. there is a huge movement in this country right now though and it's great to have a former football player who exactly. sang and by the way I know Ricky Williams is out there and yep. many more NFL players out there Jim McMahon yep. it was around the uh, Freedom Rally this yep. past weekend uh, on the Common on yeah. by the way my first Freedom Rally and also the first time I learned how to dab <laughs> I would never dabbed before because yeah. I was old school yeah <clears throat> anyway, I got through Tufts University, graduated, mm-hmm. okay, and I found myself in a decent career for 35 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm—I've lived to tell the story, Eric. Yeah. Um, when you grew up in high school, you did not partake, right? So you got to college in Nebraska, yep. and that was your first experience with it. Yep. This in this magazine this month, we talked uh, about. Uh, coming out and explaining to people that you use cannabis that you are are a proponent of it Mm -hmm. and how difficult it is sometimes to do that to friends who have uh, not educated themselves about the product Mm -hmm. Um, when did you and how difficult was it for you to tell your parents about what and how and you use because I know that's a difficult one right
1: yeah well it was yeah like I taught my dad was my dad always been bad on it. He always thought it was bad. I grew up in South Central LA, so yeah. like, it's always frowned upon uh, well, at first. And uh, my dad thought, my dad knew it was bad, and uh, they thought it was I a did, gateway drug,
0: right? They thought it was going to lead to other things. So am I am I wrong? Or am yeah, I reading between was, the lines? My sir?
1: dad, my dad, he thought he more he more thought that it was just make you lazy, like it was sleep. Right. Just make you real sleepy. Turn
0: you into an automatic stoner. Yeah, we and all so, know stoners, yeah, right?
1: Exactly. And so, more more along the lines, I had to educate him on it, and I did. And it took me, uh, it took me, uh, you know, months and months of education to get him to finally like understand that I do it to help myself. You know, benefits me and what I've been through. You know, in terms of football, injury wise. You know. Right. It's helping me evolve and, you know, better myself outside that post-football career, you know, and uh, not have to live with, you know, what I've been through, you know, in terms of concussions and stuff and suffering from symptoms.
0: Right. And, you know, the the knowledge, the medical knowledge about the dangers of football and the constant um, head trauma that is part of the game is out there now. Yes. but you still feel like you have years ahead of you to keep playing? Where are you at with that?
1: Nah, I'm done. I'm, yeah. I, <laughs> it's three my,
0: conduct, three concussions later, right? Exactly. That's, that's enough, and right? It,
1: and there's plenty. I have plenty more that wasn't recorded, and uh, right. that I can vividly remember where I just you got after the hit, I just got up and just was like, you know, hey, we won. Let's go drink. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was all that mattered to me is if we won or lost at the end of the day. Either way, I win and drink. And so one of the things that I like to do now is uh, now that if we win or lose with the Patriots, I smoke. You
0: have a little victory cigar like exactly. Red Auerbach yep. used to do for and the Boston I, Celtics. Exactly. I, <laughs> I don't think trying. it was a joint, though. I think it was a cigar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's okay. We can do the joint thing exactly. now because it's legal in Massachusetts, exactly. right? Exactly, yep. And yeah, you're obviously involved with this promotion at the Down the Road Beer yep, Company, but you also are an entrepreneur. Yep. You have a product that is um, a CBD-infused edible?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm coming out with one. Yeah, I'm working on it right now. I'm working on a, a big product line in terms of, you know, just uh, drinks, uh, tinctures, and you know... Um, and, Yep. Uh, sorry. I'll, that's all right. I mean, <laughs> that's
0: all right. I got you, man. I got you. But yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm, all the, the, the oils, the concentrates, something. in yeah, athletic.
1: Per- but I want it to be an athletic product. Already, gotcha. You know, for athletes, I want it to be. I want it all to be organic and natural. And you know, I don't want it. I don't want it to be any additives. You know, because uh-huh. as an athlete, you know, your body is your money maker. So you want to make sure everything you put in your body is coming from the earth. Right. You know, and that's the one of the reasons why I promote. You know, health and wellness. You know, I do a lot of fitness stuff. I. Um, I'm working on getting a personal trainer certificate so I can be more into fitness and more into, you know, post football career. Yep. You know, stuff that athletes face, mm-hmm. you know, which is staying in shape, number one, mm-hmm. and then dealing with the, you know, the post dramatic, you know, stress of football. Oh, right.
0: man. It is the, as you, you guys, when you sign up for it, yeah. I get that you know what you're signing up for, mm-hmm. but. It's really basically saying, I'm willing to give off a few years of my life to yeah. play a game I love, yeah. which I have a lot of respect for because I was an athlete and I loved soccer and I loved playing it. And the only things left now is tennis for me. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, and I play we, racquetball. Oh, that does that still exist?
1: Hey, it's, still, it's still good in LA Fitness.
0: All right. That's very cool. That's very cool. So... Um, I guess um, another question I'd like to talk to you about, another thing I'd like to talk to you about really quick, because I know that you want to get out with the people, and and I appreciate you taking out um, some time. When you have to educate someone, Mm -hmm. you know there's a stigma out there. We both recognize that in a few years there'll be a new normal to take Cincy Magazine. Let me hold that (laughs) up there, (laughs) Cincy Magazine, the new normal, I just want to say. You know that uh, it's legal... The voters want it. The governor slowed down the process of the rollout of the industry, mm-hmm. but it's here now. It's not; they're not going to re- take this away. No. It's here. Yeah. We're dealing with the hassles of launching a new industry. Mm-hmm. So when you come up to someone and you have to sell them on the benefits mm-hmm. of that you have found, how mm-hmm. do you do that? Uh, pretend I'm a guy that oh "Man, I can't believe you smoked that weed, man."
1: Yeah, I share my story. I tell them, you know, about my concussion history and. Majority of the people understand the NFL and concussions that they're that there's a problem with it And so uh, that
0: they covered it up and is being sued. Yes, <laughs> they, they should know that it's been in all the newspapers exactly.
1: Yes. so uh, I, I explained to them my three concussions in three years, and then I explained to him that you know Cannabis helped. you know uh, My story I, I'm writing a book so my story will be Presented in my book more more de- in more detail. Yeah, yeah, my story is basically I had concussions and I used cannabis to basically get back on the field. So you were uh,
0: so you found that when you were concussed, yes, when you partake in cannabis, yeah. it helped you return to the to field kill
1: much faster.
0: Wow. Yeah. You know, the, the one drug that's out there that a lot of the athletes um, have used, uh-huh. at least this is what I hear, is HGH, the human growth hormone oh, yeah. that speeds yeah. up the healing.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Have you used that? I've never used it. Okay, good. I just I've done never
1: it. used anything. I've been 100, I, I rarely even used like, you know, protein and stuff uh, when I played. Um, I was just a person who just ate natural foods and vegetables and I just Were you a vegan? You, know, you weren't a vegan. No, not while I was in the league. I ate meat yep. and stuff, but now that I'm done, I am. <clears throat> you I'm, are now. I'm a vegetarian. You're a Pes- vegetarian. <clears throat> Pescatarian. So Maybe. you still have the fish. I still eat a little bit of fish. Yeah. Not too much, though. It's very selective. You know, if I go out to a nice, if I'm taking somebody out to a nice restaurant, I'll order fish. But, like, if I'm, you know, at home, I don't order eggs, I don't buy eggs, I don't buy dairy milk, and, <laughs> and I go don't ahead. eat
0: meat. Uh, it's like you're killing me because yes. I know that's my diet.
1: I don't want to give it up. But I was 265 pounds. I never
0: was. I was 100 pounds less than that, just I for the record. Th-
1: <laughs> I was 265 pounds in November of last year, and I'm 225 pounds
0: now. Good. And you're done. You're not going to go back. No. This is serious. great. This they, is they great. Ask
1: me, though. <laughs>
0: I'm telling you, know, it's nice to be wanted, okay? I mean, of first of all, right? I mean, you had a nice career. You know, the NFL we know, not for long, right? Yeah, Isn't cool. that what it is? Yeah. Not for life.
1: Because then, when you downgrade, it kind of it's kind of like a hit to your uh, your uh, your manhood. You know, it kind of hurts that you that you have to downgrade yourself. You know, to to continue playing, even though you played you know four or three years. And so that's where that's where kind of like it's like you know, do I continue playing? Because I made it to as far as I could. You know, I made it to the peak of my success, and now
0: you played in one of the greatest games exactly. that has ever been played exactly. in the National Football League, <laughs> Super Bowl 49, exactly. that last minute. Yeah. I talk about that. And I teach at the college level. I teach a sportscasters yeah. course at Curry College. I like to give them a plug. Dean College as well. Um, that minute where it went from the catch by Jermaine Kirst, yes. which was ridiculous. Okay. It. Where he yeah. juggled it. It yeah. was David Tyree flashback. It was very scary for <laughs> Patriots fans. you went from, oh my God, they're going to lose it again to, oh, my God, they won it. I mean, in a minute, and, of course, it was the genius. By the way, I still blame Bill Belichick for costing the Patriots last year's Super Bowl. I just want you to know. (laughs) The guy who was there in 49, Malcolm Butler, was where? Anyway, you saw that. Did you see the PS? Where was Malcolm? Anyway, uh, that being said, to be part of that on the sidelines Mm -hmm. as a player, I mean, you could see even in Brady's face, they kept cutting to him. Can you go back? to that minute and
1: tell me about the roller
0: coaster of emotions you must have had.
1: Oh yeah, it was uh, it was a quiet sideline. It was uh, everybody was kind of like looking at each other like, you know,
0: I can't stick believe to this get, stick
1: together, you know, cuz we our, our defense was out there, you know. They was they tired. Was, yeah, they was tired. They was getting pounded and they still had beast mode back there. So uh, we 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 didn't on the sideline, like we're always a hundred. You always stay hundred percent confident that we're going to win. Especially, you know, being a patriot, understanding that you know, we we practice correct, we do everything correct in order to win games. Yes. You know, so he's a great no teacher. What, yeah, so Isn't no he? matter what, so no matter what, no matter how close the game get, there's always a chance. You know, so that's how <clears throat> that's how we approach. You know, the game. That's how I watch my teammates approach the game. Yeah, that's how they practice. And so, like the play that happened. Actually, we went over it in practice many times. It was amazing the to watch so, the,
0: the the post and the, all the highlights in story, the story yeah. how many times of practice and how many times yeah. Malcolm kept getting burnt yeah. and yeah, picked off did. by that block he you know did.
1: he kept getting burnt and picked off and I remember standing right there in practice listening to Patricia yell at him to do it again right and uh, it's crazy to see him come out and you know make that play and you know make help you know get us all to where we are now
0: I have a friend who thinks it's the single greatest play Definitely. in sports history because of when it happened in the sport that it happened in the united states it's of america time. with all those eyeballs on him right it how else i and mean
1: because it, I it's seahawks. like a
0: buzzer beater in basketball the in the seventh grade
1: the seahawks had a back-to-back super bowl coming with them. Right. they won a the super bowl the year before i know so, we all know that man they could have yeah so i mean it was just a lot going around it i it was a lot of buzz, a lot of hype. And, uh, Did you
0: think he should have called? He was going to call timeout in that last minute? That was the whole thing. That was We were uh, freaking out. We're watching it. We're like, why isn't he calling timeout? Why isn't he calling timeout? And then in the recap, you know, when he's watching over on the sideline and he's seeing that they're not, they're a little confused with their play calling, that's what caused him to not call the timeout and just yeah. have somebody make a play.
1: You know, uh, it's hard to know what he's thinking. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, a, he's a genius. You know, we just follow his lead. And, uh, he's a he
0: football it. coach. Yeah. Okay. That has a lot of knowledge. He's a
1: genius.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. You know what? Yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, I re- g- let me just say this. Football genius.
1: Yeah, he's a football genius Fair enough. In 2014.
0: That's right. There you go. That's right. I agree. Because last year, where was Malcolm? Anyway, yeah. do you agree? Come on. Do you agree? And you yeah, don't, don't know any I- of the stories, exactly. right? Because there's a million myths happened. out there.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened, but... All I can say is, would have made a difference if he played a hundred percent. Now, is it wrong? Is he wrong for leaving him out? At the end of the day, it's Belichick's team and it's Belichick's <sighs> choice? I'm
0: going to differ with you. It's Belichick's football operation. Oh, yeah. It's Robert Kraft's it's team. Robert
1: Kraft's team. Yes. And and I give and them but, both. But here's what. I, but Robert Kraft gives Belichick the power of making the right choice. For the players that play, making the right choice for us to win, and he's been doing that for the last however, like 12, 15, sixteen. Twenty years. Twenty years with
0: the Patriots, nineteen years with the Patriots, yeah. and before that with the Browns and the and, Giants too. I know seven rings. I get it.
1: And so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so you think you know, you you can't base his whole career off down to one one game, one Super Bowl at that, especially when he's been in you know seven. Yep, you can't. Can't base all that down to that one. He's
0: 1 7. He's been in more.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Which is crazy to think about, isn't it?
0: Well, uh, Eric Martin, uh, first of all, I told you, I read that article in Dig Boston in January. Since then, I've been in a search to find you. (laughs) Okay? We found each other yesterday at the Freedom Rally. I hope this is the beginning. I want you to know you can ask me to do anything you need for any charity work, anything you need. I'll be happy because I don't know how to say no. Okay? It's one of the reasons why I do a lot of this, really, because I love it. I love meeting people like you. I support and respect your career, your decision to walk away from a game you love. And I certainly uh, love the cause. And I look forward to uh, actually tasting perhaps some of those CBD things because I still think of myself as an athlete, even though I'm old.
1: Yeah, we're all athletes.
0: We are all, athletes. We are and, all and, athletes. and we all were patriots. He and was we were, are all patriots. And we are all patriots.
1: <laughs> or at least all the patriot fans. That's right. <laughs>
0: Eric Martin, thank you so much. Course, I so you, have man. enjoyed Appreciate uh, meeting you, you man. Appreciate uh, you having You've been, been watching and listening in the weeds, once again supported by our friends at revolutionary clinics in Cambridge and, and in Somerville for Eric Martin. I'm Jimmy Young. We'll see you next time on. In the, weed. in the Weeds is a podcast produced at the studios of Little Park Media in Wellesley, Massachusetts for the listening enjoyment of our audience. None of the opinions or advice on this program should be considered medical advice or a substitute for seeing a certified medical marijuana practitioner or your local physician. All opinions and thoughts on this show do not necessarily represent the management of CLNS Media Group or Little Park Media.